This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here with that snack, Poly Cupcakes. What's going on? How you doing? Doing well, doing well. Caps fans, we've got an incredible episode for you today. As always, we'll be talking about the 2-0 leading Colorado Avalanche Stanley Cup Final Series. And we'll also be talking about some league news, some coaching changes uh, that we reviewed last week. Injuries um, that are for the two teams that are still in it. And cap it off with a little... um, I don't know. Some sketchy caps news, I would say, at best. Uh, yeah, definitely not good news, that's for sure. Right. <laughs> All right. So I think we should just uh, pop some tabs and get into it. What do you think, Polly? Yes, sir. One, two, three. So also uh, give a belated happy Father's Day to everybody out there who celebrates. Um, Polly. Happy I know Father's that- Day, troll. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You didn't say it in our pre-interview. You know, I just wanted to remind you that uh, I've made terrible decisions in my life. Um, I wanted to say it so that other people heard it, so it really counted. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Um, so, I know that you're expecting. So, did you did did you get any Father's Day love? Yeah, I did. I got yeah. kudos from the wife. Nice. Um, yeah. yeah. So if you forgot, call your dad today and say happy belated father's day. All the listeners out there. <laughs> yeah. If you're watching live, we got you just in time. Exactly. Yeah. There's still time. There's still time for sure. Um, so thank us. Oh, uh, what's that? Thank us later. Yeah. Thank us later. <laughs> um, so just, uh, let's get in some league news here. Uh, Old Butch Cassidy to Vegas. Now, I remember I, I clearly defined, I said, I think Cassidy's dumb enough to take um, take Vegas. So I think I, I also provided like two or three other uh, alternatives, but I figured that, that Vegas would be where he'd want to land. And so, you know, Further proof that I'm an infallible genius. Well, yeah, you know, um, Pope Troll, infallible. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think most people were expecting that as well. He he kind of seemed to be the, even though I don't think he's the best coach, it seemed like that was who people thought was the best available coach. And maybe just because Vegas is the, the shiny new toy. And even though they missed the playoffs this year, they've been a good team. So it's a, it seems like it could be a smart landing spot. So, I I mean, I think this is the least surprising of what's happened so far. Hopefully he just turns them into the ground. Yeah, exactly. Um, which he should, because he's, he's not the best coach out there. The best coach out there is trots, um, who actually turned down, the next job that we're going to be talking about um, in Philadelphia, uh, reportedly seven million dollars a year. <clears throat> that's that's got to be a record. Yeah, 
I mean, ooh, insane. I mean, did he really go to the Islanders because he thought he would win there? Because he left for money. So it must, it must have been a combination of he saw promise and money. But, I mean, if money was his motivation last time, you would think he would have taken this job. Right. And I don't think it was money, totally. Um but I do think that he saw opportunity in New York, and I think that he wanted the chance to work with Lou Lamarillo, who's a legend, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, Lamarillo was coming off of Toronto, um, and, you know, see what he built there. You know, let's see what he could do in, in New York, which he did not do well and is not doing well. So... no. Nope. <clears throat> it just goes to show you if you're a head coach in the NHL, don't go if there's <laughs> if there's a um opportunity to work with it unless it's like a GM that you really respect, which I think that's what it was. Um you know, I think and I've said it before and I'll, I'll double down on it. I think Barry Trotz likes to go to an organization that has their shit together. I think that the and I think that obviously is super indicative like the 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 GM is super indicative of that for the organization. So that's why I think Trotz will end up going to the Red Wings. Yeah. I mean, going to work for Stevie Y, there's a lot worse things you could do. Right. Exactly. Um, interestingly enough though, he, and, and I believe that the term for that deal was, was rumored to be four years. It's $28 million in a coach. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Not um, bad at all. Yeah, but what what Trotz did do though is buy a one point five million dollar house in the Nashville suburb, and he paid almost a quarter million over asking price for it. Um, Nashville doesn't exactly need a coach, but you know you could be looking at like maybe a front office play here, assistant GM. That's a guy that you create a position for, right? Barry Trotz, who's been there. Since the start, you know, spent like 14 years there or whatever. It took Nashville from a shitty expansion all the way to, um, you know, a team that's competitive uh, for a cup. Yeah, I mean, maybe he um, he really just likes the town and he's setting himself up with a retirement home. You know, somewhere to be when he's not coaching and he's got himself a summer home now. And whether he ends up working for Nashville or not, it seems like he definitely likes spending time there. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So interesting stuff. Uh, he, I think that he's the big ticket coach. We'll see where he ends up landing. Of course, we'll we'll be talking to you about it when it happens. Um, who did take the reins though in Philadelphia is Tortorella. I called this one straight up. I didn't. I had almost zero doubt that this is going to happen, and I think it's a good move. But I'll be talking about this, the hockey troll hip check, on Thursday. So tune into that and and let me. Let me educate you as to why Tortorella is probably the best call for Philadelphia right now. Can't wait. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Polly. I mean, we last week we talked about some international play. And, you know, up at, at that point, the U18 women's team for the USA had just waffle stomped Canada in one of the qualifying rounds. Uh, and, yeah. and we were we were. Uh, they they'd end up winning against Sweden uh, during our recording. So what what happened in the gold medal round? Yeah, so uh, Team USA beat Sweden. 
to get that rematch against Team Canada. Lots of hope there after beating Canada seven to nothing in group play. And wouldn't you know it, Team USA lost the gold medal game to Canada on American soil three to two. How many times have we heard this damn song? God damn it, dude. That sucks so bad. I mean, it happens all the time, dude. It's almost like you want to throw the group play game against Canada and give them a false sense of security. Because it's you, you hit right. them in the mouth and, and they just come back with such vengeance. Yeah, and so the schedule has been released for the Women's World Championships in August. Guess who Team Canada plays the final game of group play? USA. Yeah, shocker that they're <laughs> lined in that matchup for the final game of group play. Uh, of course they made sure that they play each other in group play. And... and I mean, I think, well, I mean, this time around for the Women's Olympics, Canada actually dominated Team USA. Right. Right. Uh, and then Team USA, oh, no, I'm sorry. I think it was a close game, but Canada yeah. won. Right. And then Canada dominated and USA made a comeback in the gold medal game. But, yeah, man, it's, uh, as much as I hate to say it, when it comes to hockey on the world stage, USA is very much Canada's little brother. Yeah, it sucks. I think uh, <clears throat> I think the whole world's kind of Canada's little brother when it comes to hockey and, and most international play, unfortunately. But um, yeah, yeah. So good luck to the all the USA teams in the next international tournaments for sure. Uh, we are a staunch pro USA uh, podcast here, so. Anytime Canada can lose, um, we're here for it. Who ended up getting bronze? Um, I didn't even... Honestly, I was so um, upset I didn't care. <laughs> but I'll, uh, I'll Google that real, real quick. Um, all right, we'll move on. The Stanley Cup final, fully underway. Um, Finland. Finland? Okay. Finland ended up getting the, the bronze. Yeah, they beat the the neighbor, Sweden. That's a true rivalry there. It's yeah. not really lopsided. I feel like Sweden and Finland, it's always a toss-up. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the Stanley Cup Finals, fully, like we said, underway. The Avs are currently leading two games to nothing, taking both home games in Colorado, um, which, honestly, I expected. <clears throat> But as we'll get into it, I did not expect the Game 2 to have the result that it did. In Game 1, it was a barn burner. 4-3 overtime win. The Avs went up 3-1, but the Bolts scored a quick 2 to tie it. And then X-Cat Burakovsky buries a game winner off of a weird rebound. I mean, it was a great play to be there and a good bury. But, uh, well, yes, the, the Avs got the rebound, and then Nachushkin found Berkey for the... The back, well, I mean, it was from the slot, but kind of back door. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, uh, the Avalanche took control of, of a nice bounce in their favor and then found open net. Really nothing Vasilevsky could have done there. I saw people on Twitter calling Burkowski the, uh, the lightning killer. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's done it with the caps and it's, uh, yeah. it's definitely, uh, a good, uh, a good feather in the hat towards that moniker for sure. Uh, with this, you know, last... I just, I, I was starting to think about how a lot of Caps Twitter seems to be rooting for the Abs, 
it just dawned on me that Adam Foote's son plays for the Lightning. Yeah. That's got to be bittersweet. Yeah, but <laughs> probably some co- uh, a conflicted household there, huh? Yeah, like I feel like if if that's your kid, you're like you want him to win the cup, but then if they lose, you're also like I'm not that mad about it. Right, right. Um you know, that first game was great though. I mean, Colorado, um it was it, it was much more even, I think, than the second game, obviously. Yeah. Um, first game is what we expected. <clears throat> yeah, like just basically a rubber match, you know. But the second game was just a fucking beatdown. Colorado was, I, I mean, the pucks, the puck was like a magnet on every Colorado player's stick. Even those like shitty, like backhand lofted passes that are just trying to clear the zone were just going tape to tape with all of Colorado's players. They were finishing. They doubled them up in shots. I mean, it was just a total domination uh, by the Colorado Avalanche. You know, you know, one thing I really noticed was how efficient and effective their breakout was. Yeah. Um, they were just, they were getting the, it, it seemed like when the puck was in their zone and they had control, Tampa just couldn't get a, a stick on it. And, you know, the abs were getting it out of the zone quickly and easily. Yep. Um, and, you know, I don't think Vasilevsky played badly. Um, he out of the seven goals that he let in, he probably wants a few of those back for sure. But at the same time, I mean, when you're when you're giving up uh, two times as many shots uh, against you, then you're actually putting on the other team's net. That uh, against a team like the Avalanche, bad shit's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, you definitely can't you can't put the game on Vasilevsky. You can't put this game on any one team or one play one player the avalanche just dominated up and down no questions about it yeah and tampa bay like you said had zero time with the puck and when they did nothing was happening um and then you have like you know uh i mean who this is Volteri nishuskin yeah this guy was a nobody right i mean it was with what who toronto uh no he was with dallas Okay, Dallas, yeah. I mean, and he was <clears throat> a big nothing burger. Um, Colorado picks him up, and he has a career year, like a 50-point guy. <clears throat> Previous to that, he had had, like, no goals in the show. Like, you know, he was he was basically looking like a bust. Comes to Colorado and just explodes. And, um, you know, tons of points and goals this, this playoff. And I believe he's like a third liner, isn't he? No, he's playing with um, McKinnon and Landeskog right now. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's a first-liner. He's been catapulted up. I mean, it's wild to think that that's how balanced the Colorado Avalanche are. Yeah. So um, it's Valeri Nachushkin. And um, he, his last season with Dallas, zero goals and 10 assists in 57 games. Um. I mean, and he's just taken off with the abs. Yeah, and I think he had a 50-point season, plus 50 points this, yeah. this year. he had 52 points. Crazy. And half of them were goals, right? 25 goals or something like that? Exactly. 
Yeah, and uh, I think he had two goals uh, in this last game. I mean, crazy, yeah, he dude. <clears throat> yeah, he's uh, a perfect example of uh, a new new scenery needed. Yeah, seriously. Um, you know, that being said, I still have Tampa in seven. <clears throat> I think that this is going to be a, you know, you burn the tape on this and, you know, embrace the suck. And, uh, you know, kind of answer back at home. You have the opportunity to take two. But I think that if Tampa Bay drops any of the games at home, it's basically over. Yeah, I, I was thinking if Colorado gets game three, abs in five. Wow. Wow. So you're, you're going more aggressive with your with your estimate here. Well, I mean, I think I think that that three nothing, um, the Avalanche aren't the New York Rangers. So, right. yeah, I think if if they get into a three nothing hole, I think they might be able to muster up that last win at home, and then go back to Colorado, and that's where it ends. Yeah, I mean, it's not um, unheard of to see. I mean, the three zero. Um, Deficit has only been overcome a few, a handful of times in NHL history. Um, but, you know, the Caps were down 3-1 against Tampa Bay and ended up winning in seven. So uh, it's not out of their own possibility if, if Tampa can pull off, like, their first game back. And, you know, like I said, I think that uh, – I think they have the potential to do it. I think that Cooper needs to readjust a little bit. But, uh, yeah, they definitely just laid an egg in this last game. Um, and as good as the avalanche played, I mean, you know, you've watched more of them. Do you really think that that type of game is sustainable where just everything is just, I mean, they got every bounce, they got everything going their way. Not to say that they didn't work for it and didn't play amazing. They did, but to keep that level of compete up, do you think that that's something that the Colorado avalanche are going to, I mean, obviously they're going to try to do that in game three, but do you think it's realistic to think that they will? I mean, I think they can, they've been playing that way the whole time. I mean, I know. They haven't necessarily played against Tampa caliber teams the entire time, but um, you know, even when they were losing games to St. Louis, they they were still you know flying around out there. Um, obviously, things weren't clicking the same because St. Louis was getting their own opportunities. But yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, with the Predators, they. They had blowouts and they had overtime games and they just kept moving with it. I, I mean, I think, I think they have the wheels and I think they have the skill and they have the grit. I mean, they'll, they'll get nasty in there too. We saw that at the end of game, uh, the end of game two with some of that after whistle stuff that Tampa started and kind of ended up losing as well. Right. Um, I, I think, I think the Avs are the only team in the NHL that could have ended Tampa's streak. And it looks like they will. But, I mean, I'm not blind to the fact that Tampa very much has the ability to turn this series and win the Cup. So, I think I said beforehand, I wouldn't be surprised no matter what happened because these teams are so good and they can get hot. And so far, I don't think this has been a huge – I think the only surprise was the score of Game 2. Nothing else, I think, has been much of a surprise. Right. And, you know, if you look at that, Tampa, from Tampa Bay's perspective, like, this is not out of the realm of reality. 
where we've lost two on the road makes sense. <clears throat> now we got an uphill battle to climb back in. Yeah, and I mean when you when you sit there after the game, whether you lose seven to nothing or two to one, it's still a two zero lead in the series. So that score really doesn't matter except if you let it bother you. Exactly, right. And Tampa Bay being the pros that they are, uh, you know, I think can bounce back. They did, but you know, for the first time in like what two three years, they looked rattled. They definitely, I'll give you that. They looked a little rattled. I mean, the the look on the bench was not positive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this definitely, they did not have uh, cock of the walk, two straight Stanley Cups going for a third look on their face. Right, exactly. They were uh, a little, a little probably surprised and also embarrassed for sure. Yeah. But you know how you can stop embarrassment? How's that? Winning money with DraftKings Sportsbook. Hockey fans, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, Polly, I think we should discuss a couple uh, injury updates you know, which happened to be some sort of, uh, some sort of, uh, caps centered, I would say. So we do have some caps news for you. But first of all, Burakovsky, the hero of game one that we just talked about, uh, in the, for the Avalanche in the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, finals, is uncertain for game three after taking a shot to the hand. I didn't see this play. Um, but what it happened early in game two, is that, is that what happened? Um, well, I didn't get to watch the first two periods of the game. I, I don't remember exactly when it happened, but I believe he was trying to block a pass through the neutral zone, or maybe it was on the penalty kill. Either way, he was between the puck carrier and the puck receiver, went down to a knee, and took the puck off the hand, and he left the game. I, I come to think of it, I think it may have been in the first period. Okay. Um, but yeah, he went down to block a puck, a pass. And took it in a bad spot on the hand. Um, I mean, the Avs have shown they can they can win when guys are out, but you know he's an important guy to have. He's been he's been creating a lot. I mean, he scored that game winner. He had a, a breakaway in game two that didn't go, but they've had um, he's still creating stuff. So having him is pretty important. Plus, it'd be nice to see him keep contributing on the ice. Um, you know. Because he's Berkey. Exactly. Yeah. Um, in game two, it really didn't matter. But, hey, you know, who knows? In game three, they may need that lightning killer juice. Right. And, you know, when, when he uh, – you know, uh, Griffin on the Tell It As It, Tell it, As it Is podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network. Shout out. You know, he's always always tweeting about how Berkey has one of the best shots in the league. And, 
you know, if he would just shoot the damn puck. You know, mm-hmm. so often he he doesn't pull the trigger, and I think he gets he definitely gets in his own head. And um, but you know, to Griffin's point, he he has a, an amazing shot. So having him in the, the lineup is important. Yeah, definitely has the gifted release. I think he's pretty deadly. You know, he's like <clears throat> not that enclosed guy. You have to get him the puck with some time and space, like top of the circles. And from yeah. there, he can pick any corner. Um, you know, and and he is a bit of a head case. When he was with uh, the Washington Capitals, he was seeing a sports psychologist, like trying to get that that confidence level up. And you could tell in his game, like he, there were times where he was just not confident. Um, he's he's kind of like your brother Parker, you know. Doesn't if he doesn't score <laughs> on his first like three shots, he's dog shit the rest of the game. Yeah, but if he gets those early ones then it's watch out. Right. And then the floodgates are open. Right. Um, yeah. So he's a guy that gets down on himself, but at the same time, you know, um, he seemed to have overcome that with Colorado. He's really just thrived there. And you look at it and of course the caps fan in me is like, well, why the hell couldn't he do that in DC? I mean, he ended up winning the cup. So not a big deal. Saw his first set of boobs, uh, while <laughs> skating it around in uh, in Vegas I mean, it's uh, it was uh, it was good to see. Uh, but you know, who knows what what'll happen moving forward? I, I I don't know if he'll return or not. I mean, if it's a broken hand, that's tough to come back from. Yeah, and you know, Kadri, you know, he's still out. He had had surgery on his. I think it was a, his left thumb, maybe. Oh, okay. Um, and my guess is that when he took that hit from Kane, he was trying to catch himself when he went down and, you know, things went wrong on the landing. Sure. But, you know, already missing Kadri, having, having Berkey out would be tough. And playing through a broken hand, I mean, everything you do is with your stick. So, I mean, I've, I've played with a broken hand. I know how hard it is. And <laughs> being able to do it at the Stanley Cup would be even harder because you – Playing through it is one thing, but then also still being effective is a whole nother thing. Yeah, um, and I think it's going to depend if it's his top hand or not. Do you know which hand actually? Because he's a righty, right? Uh, no, he shoot. He's got a lefty curve. Okay. Um, I think it was his right hand, so it's his top hand. Yeah, that's not good. It's not good at all. Um, even if it's a boxer fracture, that's still. Uh, you know, super painful to go through. So, yeah, we'll I can see. tell you from experience. Every time you squeeze the stick, you just want to like fall over. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um. So we'll we'll see. Um. What what happens with him? It's it's definitely unfortunate. Um. But uh, you know, moving on. Braden Point did return for game one. He had one assist. He plays that ever important bumper position on the power play. And in game one, their power play looked fucking mint. Um, in game two, though, their power play couldn't get anything going. They couldn't even enter the zone. I mean, I thought I was watching the Washington Capitals out there. Yeah, uh, their their power play was so abysmal that they let up a shorthanded goal to a defenseman on the rush. I mean, yeah. granted, that was Gail McCarr, but still. Right. Um, I mean, which I think... He was the first first defenseman to score a shorthanded goal and a power play goal in the Stanley Cup playoffs since it was a Red Wing who did it in 95, I think. 
or maybe 99. I don't know. A Red Wing in the 90s was the last time someone on defense had a shorthanded and a power play goal in the same game, and Kale McCarr did just do that. But, yeah, the, the power play did not look good, gave up a shorty, and obviously the score was 7 nothing, so they had zero goals. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, and, and you wonder, like, when those guys come back, and we've talked to Carl Osner about it, like, when the when the big guys come back, everybody kind of lets off a little bit because they're like, oh, yeah, you know, Braden Point's back and we don't have to do as much. I mean, it just seems kind of like that. I'm sure they're not actively thinking that, but maybe, like, subliminally that's how the team reacts. Um, you know, I didn't think that that was going to happen with uh, with the, the, the lightning here, but... It may have. I don't know. I mean, again, it's really hard to, with this sample size to say like, oh, yeah, this is what's wrong with the Lightning. Because I think that at this point in the season, and honestly, at any point in the season for a, for a loss like that and ass kicking like that, you just got to fucking move on. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just have a night where everything's clicking for the other team and absolutely nothing's clicking for you. Yeah, It doesn't necessarily indicate that – your season's over or the series is over. It's just, you had a shit night. Right. Um, and you know, that is a back to back loss by the Tampa Bay lightning, which happened last series. And you know how that went, of course, this is not the New York Rangers. So interesting stuff, but Braden point did have one assist in, uh, in, in his return. So obviously <laughs> nothing in the second game because it got shut out, but, uh, yeah. he's out there. So interesting. Anyways, Let's get to like the juicy stuff that is Washington Capitals uh, specific. So Nicholas Backstrom's future is uncertain following a hip resurfacing surgery on Friday. Um, while this is much less invasive from like sawing the end of your femur off and then like putting in like the bionic hip, um, yeah, it's still a, it's still pretty invasive and it's going to take a lot of time for him to recover. Again, this is a nagging injury that he's had. Um, he's had some hip problems. Had He's been under the knife before. Uh, this seemed like a kind of another kind of thing that he was doing. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I, I do you think that this is more of like just this just get me through the next 10 years? Or is this this was I mean, if I'm Nick Baxter, like do the best you can right now. Right. Like do whatever. If it's full replacement of the hip, like do it. But. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it kind of seems like a Band-Aid to me. Uh, I actually, I had a um, a cousin who needed a, a similar surgery. And what he had told me was that at some point, he absolutely wouldn't need a replacement in the future. So... Um, a whole nother replacement? Yeah, like after the resurfacing, at some point, 15, 20 years, he would need a replacement. Wow. So, um, but it was less recovery time and it was, you know, for his, you know, being in his twenties, it was a better decision at the time than a full replacement. Um, but yeah, it, te it seems to me like it's, you know, let's take care of this now. And cause I mean, even if he gets a replacement he's only 34, who knows how, like that may not last the rest of his life. He may hit 60 and need a new hip replacement. So 
if he can put off the replacement to later in life, he may only need to do it once. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and I feel like doctors don't want to just replace shit. Like they want to let yeah. like the organic tissue, like give it a chance to like rebuild itself. Um, so who knows? I mean, um, a hip resurfacing, dude. What the hell even f- goes into that? Like, did they take you apart and just like sand down the 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 socket and the ball? Yeah, I mean, I think it's revealing, or I think it's like meant to get rid of dead tissue and things like that. Sounds terrible. Yeah, I'm sure it's a interesting and disgusting procedure to watch. You could probably find it on YouTube. Not doing that. Not going to do that at all. <laughs> um, so the Capitals did not provide a recovery time for Backy, uh, but they did say it's less invasive, like we said, than a full hip replacement. Duh. Uh, but he's immediately going to start his rehabilitation and lengthy recovery process. So it's out there that it's going to be like a long time. And the surgery is performed at the ANCA clinic in Belgium. So they must be the best, I would hope, the best hip people in the planet. Yeah, they're probably close. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Baxter is making like $9 million a year. Uh, if he goes on LTIR for half the season, who knows what's going to go down. We could pull a Tampa Bay Lightning if he's out for like the full season and comes back during the playoffs. That would be nice. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it might be a good time to just, I don't know, trade off Connor McMichael in our next 10 first overall, or our next first 10 first round picks and see if we can get Connor McDavid. <coughs> oh my God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, Connor, I'm sure, is not happy with the Oilers' performance being swept in the in the Western Conference Finals by powerhouse avalanche, but I, I don't know if, I mean, he seems pretty loyal to the whole, um, to the whole Oilers nation. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, but like you said, the LTRI, LTIR might open up a chance for some moves to happen because I'd be really surprised if Backstrom even plays next season, really. Would you really? You think it's that bad? I mean, the hip—that's—I don't know. That seems like a, a a lot of recovery and something you don't want to rush back. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. And and you know, I I think about like throughout playing hockey, like what is fucked up on my body? Like, what am I really gonna like regret in twenty, thirty years? And I think it's hips. I don't think it's the knees. You know, um, I got my gout under control. <laughs> So I think I'm good there, but yeah. Um, Backstrom's currently eating up 11% of the cap and he is signed all the way through 24, 25. So three more years, um, including next year that we have that cap right now, though, interestingly enough, the Washington capitals have about 8.9, almost 9 million in projected cap space. If he goes on um, LTIR, 
I mean, we could be looking at a six, seven, eight million dollar goalie. Yeah. Uh, maybe Bob Rowski with fifty percent retains the salary. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I like that. That's fantasy shit, right? But like at the same time, uh, it makes that ever more real, especially if we're going to double up, you know, and have $18 million worth of cap space. I don't remember the last time the caps have had that in the Ovechkin era. I mean, you know, Florida might be interested in an under a million back Vanacek to go along with Spencer Knight. Yeah, um, I think... You know, reports have said that uh, Florida is down to um, is definitely down to deal. So, uh, you know, we'll see we'll see what exactly exactly happens there. Uh, any in any in any case, you know, unfortunately, Nick Backstrom's pain could be our could be good for the team. Unfortunately, uh, to say that, but you know, if you do lose Nick Backstrom. You have to at least expect that you're going to pay a lot of money for, you know, a top six guy, right? Like a, a center for sure. Yeah. And I mean, people are thinking that Kadri could end up in D- DC next year. I mean, I wouldn't hate that. <laughs> yeah. That'd be as, as a fan of both teams, if, if the avalanche can't keep him, I would love to see him in Washington. Yeah. I mean, that's, total fucking bash bash brother shit with tom wilson oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) put him on the same line exactly right because codger's a center so uh yeah i could see it man i could definitely see it um you know and then there's there's we got a lot of questions to answer too because i mean tj oshie is out there too uh he had some injury troubles but he seemed to be back in it you know he's the second oldest on the team right now. Can you believe that? He's 35. Well, what I can't believe is that Backstrom is only 34. That's crazy. Yeah. Feels like Backstrom. he's been playing hockey for 30 years yeah. in the NHL. He, dude, he's one year younger than me. I know. I was thinking of that when I saw his age. <laughs> That's what have I done with my life, really? <laughs> well, you definitely haven't lived in Nick Backstrom life, that's for sure. For sure, for sure. And he deserves it, though. He's good. He deserves that. Um, and, you know, but, I mean, the Caps, like we said, have tons of questions. Both the goalies are RFAs. We have rights to both of them. So they still retain – we still retain their rights. That means they're bargaining chips for us in this season, this off season, to figure out what's going to go on. But um, I think that for the first time in a long time, we're going to be seeing quite the change up in the, in the roster here for the Washington Capitals. I – would call this a retooling year. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, <clears throat> it's not like we necessarily have a, a cup winning roster at the moment. I think there's some pieces needed and this may be the opportunity to do it while still in the Ovechkin era. Exactly. Yeah. One last push, set the team up for like three or four years and let, let the, uh, let the core take another shot at it. For sure. But, you know, in any case, we wish Nick Backstrom, you know, a speedy recovery. Hopefully, you know, he makes a decision he's comfortable with. Uh, Obviously, we'd love to see him still playing. Uh, 
I can't believe, you know, it, it's very much doom and gloom, the press out there about this, you know, and I understand he's a 34 year old center um, who's in the twilight of his career with a major surgery. The, I mean, the writing's on the wall for a disaster of a next year, which yeah. is probably going to miss considerable time. You know, I think that when they were first talking about it, there was like six to eight months. Yeah, I mean, I think I think hips take longer to recover than knees, and you know, Tom Wilson is possibly out till December. So I'm thinking, and he's already a month into recovery. So if Tom Wilson, who is younger and is already ahead of him in recovery, is expected December, then I mean, I'm. It seems to me, with my non-medical opinion, that. Backstrom, best case scenario, he gets 15 games in before the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy to think, but yeah, Um, that may be. And if it's 15 games, you might as well just limp into the playoffs without him, keep him on LTIR, and just start signing guys. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I know a certain team that started off their uh, back-to-back that way. Exactly. Um, Man, so... I, it's very sad to me to think of this team without Nick Backstrom, though, man. Yeah. I mean, we've already had to see Holtby go, and now possibly Backstrom, and then that just leaves one beautiful number eight. Right. Just a tear to my eye. Unreal. Okay. Well, Caps fans, join us on Thursday, unless you had anything more to add to that, Polly. Sorry. No. no. Okay, cool. <laughs> Join us on Thursday. The Hockey Joe Lip Check will be talking about uh, Tortorella and, and what the what he's going to do with the Flyers and why he's a good fit there. And uh, what snack time of Polly Cupcakes going to be on Thursday there, Polly? I'm going to talk about Jack Johnston. He, he just got a degree, and I'm going to talk about him. Um, I even drop in Brooks Orpig, so... Just okay. hockey players going back and getting their degree. There we go. There we go. All right, Cap fans, <clears throat> thanks for tuning in. Check us out on Thursday. If you can uh, find us anywhere, you can rate us five stars only. Five stars only. And uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Until then, Hockey Troll, Poly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Troop Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at Hockey Podnet on social and the Hockey Podcast Network.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.